Welcome to Brazen, a weekly podcast where we get down and dirty on how we can live a more bold, curious, and vibrant life. We are your hosts, Callie Hughes, a self-care coach and nurse practitioner, and Valerie King-Maller, a business growth and mindset coach. In this podcast, we are helping women stop people-pleasing and perfectionism, awaken their inner badass, and discover what can happen when we take the lead in our own life. Join us as we explore everything available to us when we brazenly take accountability for our life and well-being. Let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of the Brazen Podcast. We are your hosts, Callie and Valerie. And today we want to talk to you about five tips for hiring people. So this is when you're scaling up, you're looking to grow your team, and you want to make sure that you are setting people up for the best possible interview so you can really get a good feel for who they are as a person. And you're also able to kind of get the most out of the experience as the hiring person. So Valerie, why don't you kick us off? Yeah. So I think that hiring is probably the most important thing you do as a leader besides training. And I think because it's really important to get a candidate that is a good fit for the team, both for your future, but also their future. It is hard when you hire someone that is just not a good fit. It ends up being a very rocky relationship. So, and that's not to put extra pressure. Like there is a lot of wiggle room in what's the perfect candidate. So, but these are some tips that can help you to be a little bit better about choosing the right candidate. And the first one is to release questions ahead of time. And that's not something that's very common, but if you release the interview questions, you're allowing people to take the time to prepare for the interview. And so you are getting someone that shows preparation level as opposed to just being able to think on their feet, which although that's a really good quality, there are tons of people who maybe aren't super extroverted and might struggle a little bit with the interview process. But when they come to the interview prepared, you are kind of blown away. And so I also think that preparation is something that's really important because you know that person will continue to grow. And so this kind of thing can give you a better glimpse into how well your candidate will fit into your team. Yeah. And I really like this idea because as an introvert myself, like I do tend to be pretty good at thinking on my feet, but sometimes I get really flustered and trying to think up, you know, a scenario that perfectly encapsulates what the question is trying to get at. Sometimes I just like can't come up with anything and I end up having to just make something up, which, you know, that's really not what you're going for. like their story weaving skills. (laughs) (laughs) But if the job that you're hiring for is something that does require the ability to think quickly on your feet and, you know, kind of just see their improvisation skills, maybe you have like one or two questions that you just kind of sprinkle in throughout the interview, you know, seeing how, you know, they might be able to elaborate on a point or, you know, kind of tie their experience to this other thing that you might be looking for. So there's definitely ways to 
add to the interview process if that's what the job requires. But if the job doesn't really require the ability to be like a really quick thinker and be able to come up with some like totally PC, super well-rounded and, you know, perfectly executed response on the drop of a hat, then just release the questions ahead of time and it's going to be so much better for everybody. (laughs) Yes. Number two is to have two people in the interview. And this allows you to have one person who is actually asking the questions and interacting with the person and a second manager who is able to take notes or watch body language or basically just kind of observe. Or you can also play off of each other. So one asks some questions and the other asks other questions. So both of you can have an opportunity to sort of observe. And I personally think that it's really helpful to have a manager that manages in a slightly different style than you do sit in so that you both have kind of a different perspective on the candidate. And then after once the candidate has left, you have an opportunity to discuss kind of what you saw and versus what they saw and come to a better decision as opposed to just you who's trying to observe body language and ask questions and interact and all of that. Yeah, it I love this idea because it's so hard to kind of think about how they're responding and also keep an eye on like all of the body language and you know like it's just hard to kind of pay attention to everything. So I love the idea of having another set of eyes. <laughs> yeah, and I think people underestimate how self-conscious you are in the interview process because it is a little bit in the least creepy way possible, first date. (laughs) You're both getting to know each other and trying to, you know, sell the workplace and they're trying to sell themselves as a candidate. And so it's very easy to be very self-conscious when you're interviewing. And so sometimes having that other person who can sort of observe is a little helpful if you're sort of blacking out and not paying attention as much as you should to the person, the candidate. And number three is when possible, try doing a working interview. And this is the process of having someone spend an hour or a couple of hours actually doing the job. And obviously that isn't possible in every industry, but when you can do that, it can be really eye-opening on how well they learn or whether they're engaged in their training. It will give you a good sense of how long the training might take with them. If they're picking things up really quickly, it's a good chance to introduce them to multiple people on your team, as opposed to just the people that were doing the interview. And in general, it can kind of just show you how the interactions in the day-to-day work day is going to be like. And that will be really helpful in making the final decision. Yeah, I love this. And just a couple of thoughts that I could add to this is, you know, if you're the hiring manager, the person kind of like overseeing this working interview, make sure that you have some stuff prepared for them. Because there is nothing worse than showing up to a working interview and then nobody knowing what you're really supposed to be doing or, you know, doing things that really aren't designed to showcase any helpful skill. So just put some thought into it. And another thing that might be really helpful 
is to have some of your, you know, more trusted employees working with the candidate in this working interview. And it's kind of the same idea of having two people in an interview. You know, if you're having more people interacting with them who might also be, you know, in a leadership role and they might have a different leadership style than you, they might pick up on different things that you're not noticing. And so it kind of helps give a more well-rounded view of the candidate, you know, good, bad, or ugly for what it's worth. (laughs) Yeah. And it, it definitely makes a difference to have the different perspectives. So even if you have them work with people that aren't in leadership roles, it's really nice because this person is likely going to be their peer. And mm-hmm. so to kind of get that perspective is really helpful. And number four is to be really honest about the job. I know that in my past, just when I've interviewed for jobs, I've had a lot of people tell me, oh, we're like a family or this and that. And we have really great work-life balance and all of that. And I think While you should be trying to present your company in the best possible way, it's also really valuable to be really honest and realistic about the job and what the person is going to be doing on a day-to-day basis. And it's another reason I really love the working interview because it's a great opportunity for them to actually see what it's like on the floor and also just what it's like working with the people and it gives them a chance to ask you know the person working with them what is it like working here what is the culture like what should i expect what do you like about your job and so giving them a really accurate picture allows them to make the best decision and i know that at different points in the hiring process you might be desperate for a candidate <laughs> and so you're like trying to do everything you can to make the job look attractive, but it's not going to serve you in the long run if you misrepresent what the job is or the expectations or any of that information, because they're just going to come into the role being really discouraged that the job, it doesn't match at all what you told them during the interview. Yeah. And I also would add to that, you know, making sure that whoever is interacting with the candidate knows what is being offered and the description of the job and the, you know, job environment and that kind of a thing, because I've been interviewed and hired for jobs where it was clear that the person who was initially talking to me, whether it was recruiting or HR or whatever, really didn't fully understand what the role was or what the benefits would be because I, you know, showed up and then it's like, oh no, we don't do that here. So it kind of, you know, that's a really good way to put a bad taste in the candidate's mouth right off the bat. And it's like Valerie said, it is not going to serve you in the long run. And so Make sure that everybody involved in the hiring process, as much as you're able to, is on board with what the messaging is and what the benefits are and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah, I love that. And also just on clarity, 
if there are multiple positions open in your company, just making sure that you're very clear what they're interviewing for. I know it sounds like such a weird thing, but when you were saying that, I was like, it happens at like several of my previous jobs where someone is interviewing for a certain position and thinks that they're interviewing for a different one because there's multiple positions open. So just being very clear about exactly what the job description is from the beginning is really helpful. So, and number five is to trust your instincts and don't be afraid to say no. I think that if you're someone that is a little bit of a people pleaser, or if you just really like people, you might sort of vibe with the person and want to hire them, or you just are dreading saying no to them, or you just can't really put your finger on why you're not sure that the person is the best fit, but really kind of trusting your gut in terms of like whether you can see yourself working with this person, whether, you know, during the working interview, you felt that they were engaged, you know, just really looking kind of deeply into your thoughts and whether like you see a future with this person going forward. And if not, it's much more important to make that decision now and not have both of you go through the process of being hired and having just an uncomfortable relationship the whole time they work there. Yeah. And on the flip side, it's really easy to look at the resume and look at their skills and be like, oh my gosh, they have everything that I am looking for. They are the perfect fit for this role. But then they have like a really terrible personality that is not going to gel with the rest of your team. I believe that there is no faster way to bring down the team morale than to cater to one person who is really not a good fit. And so make sure that, you know, you're not throwing all of the qualifications that they need out the window, but at the same time, you're not hiring solely for the skills that they're bringing to the job and disregarding the fit because you can train the skills that they need to a certain extent, but you can't change somebody's personality. And so if they don't have, you know, like they call them in the business world, the soft skills, Mm -hmm. which I think is such a misnomer. But if they don't have the soft skills that they need in order to thrive in your environment and in your culture, then it's not going to be successful. It's going to you know, set them up for failure and it's going to bring the morale of your whole team down. So just keep that in mind when you're kind of in this hiring process as well. So That wraps up the five ways that you can make the interview process go a little easier for yourself and for the candidates and also be a little head start in choosing the best possible candidate. But if this is something you do struggle with or any sort of pieces of the management position, we do now offer a 90-minute virtual Zoom coaching session on for new managers. And it's on anything from hiring, firing, difficult conversations, 
how to give feedback, any of those topics that are a little bit sticky, especially if you're a new manager. So if you are a new manager or if you employ a new manager, this session is really good. It's super personalized to whatever your needs are, or it can be really comprehensive depending on how new this person is to the management position. So you can check that out at brazenwomen.com under the coaching section. So that wraps up another episode of the Brazen Podcast. We hope to see you next week where we're going to talk more about building out your leadership skills. And until then, keep being brazen. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Brazen Podcast. We'd love to hear more about your parenthood or child-free journey. So please feel free to email us at hello at brazenwomen.com. If you liked this episode, please rate, review, and share the episode so we can get the word out there. We'll be back here next Tuesday, but in the meantime, keep being brazen.